Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday, so it's time for the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast with your host, the styling, profiling, limousine riding, swatch wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Woo! son of a gun, and he's having a hard time holding down those alligators, Ty King. Yo, yo, yo. That's right, it's happening again. It's the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast. Get up, baby. It's Friday. Let's have a good day today. If you're listening on Friday, let's have a good day. Let's go out there and make it and, and make this weekend work. And uh, hey, thanks for joining me right here on the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast. You can also always follow me at Instagram, Win, Lose, or Tie. That's my preferred method to follow. Uh, email the show, Win, Lose, or Tie podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook, Tie King. I just do it on my personal. That's cool. Uh, but that's it. We're a proud member of Let Me Know Productions, my LMK boys. That's the Pick Four podcast of Mark Youngblood. Also, my uh, other buddy. Having said that, was Landry Griffith. So we're gonna. Uh, he, I think he's taking a little sabbatical off of his podcast lately, but I hear he's coming back. So we'll welcome Landry back and um, and a little uh, outsourced project we call Hate Pod. So that Mark handles. It's a listener uh, interactive podcast that. You never know when that's going to come on, and I like that. I like that about that podcast. But hey, we're back on, and that's all that matters here at the Win Loser Tie Podcast. And we got a special guest today, Mr. Chris Level, is in the house. But first, let's talk about last week real quick. I had a list of my fifteen favorite things, much Oprah style. Got some feedback on that. My, f- uh, <laughs> especially on the corn dogs. I'm a big fan of corn dogs, and uh, I got a whole whole uh, Scott. My buddy Scott Womack uh, had in, uh, what did he do? He posted a whole of his list of his favorite things. He was inspired by me, which is scary one. But he told me that he makes the best corn dogs I'll ever eat, and I'm like, well, Lubbock needs a good corn dog place because I, I can't drive out to Dixie Dog out in these other places. So, you know, all right, Scott, I'm going to hold you to that. So, uh, slow cooker. Got a lot of emails on that. I was just t- teasing when I said I would throw a sandwich in the slow cooker. I, I just was saying. I'm throwing anything in a slow cooker now that I've figured out what it is, and I use it. So, I mean, who cares? I'll throw an apple pie in that beast. I don't give a damn. I, I, I will, whatever. If, if it needs to be warmed up, I'm putting it in a slow cooker, okay? Um, all right, well, that's good. Last week was fun. Uh, party was fun two weeks ago. That was awesome. 806 Day. Yes, I do claim the rights of 806 Day, by the way. Uh, I came up with that. I want you to know that, that August 6th, 806 Nobody does anything for that. What's the mayor doing, man? I don't know, man. I you was get, like, you get Mayor Pope on that, man. <laughs> What's going yeah, on? So, but... Well, now you hear him. Here's Chris Level. That's my friend. He's uh, he's at Red Raider Sports or, or uh, at Double T 97.3. And Red... No, yeah, it doesn't a little matter. bit of everything. Just general everything. knucklehead, man. <laughs> he's yeah. all-knowing. Texas Tech, everything. And uh, um, I just... Man, he's just been a good friend to me. We met a long time ago. He's always been uh, 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 really just gracious to me and anything i've ever wanted from him and uh uh that you know wasn't r-rated it's always he's always been there for me so uh anyway welcome to the podcast chris i appreciate you having me man we've uh we have known each other i was trying to think about that when i was driving over here like a long time yeah uh you're one of my favorite people and you're one of my fellow like sideline guys yeah, that's true. uh not an easy gig yeah uh, you get hot and drenched yep. and, and and all that stuff and yep. got to come up with got to think fast but uh, I uh, I yeah. 
I'm sure we'll get to this. Yeah, we will. We, we, oh, we, we're going to talk about sidelines. Okay, Don't worry yeah, about but it. Yeah, we, yeah. We, and we had uh, we had yeah. some good memories in yeah. Houston, Texas. One time we did. We did. We'll get into that too. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. So, uh, but here's the thing. I was thinking about this with you, and I was like, man, as popular as you are, as as uh, everybody, you know, you're a go-to guy in Lubbock. You are, and everybody trusts your opinion, which I think is smart to do, and trust your knowledge for Texas Tech anything. But you don't have a nickname. What the, what's, I mean, everybody just calls you Level, okay? And, and I've got a nickname for you, but I want to. Do you have one though that I don't know about? <laughs> well, okay. So I will. I will tell you. Yeah, I, maybe. Okay. Uh, I don't. It wasn't a. I didn't come up with it. I don't approve of it. Uh, I got. <laughs> it's funny. They. Uh, do you remember Drew Doherty? Absolutely. Okay, Drew Doherty, who used to work at Raymar Communications. <laughs> Um, he was a very talented guy. Did yeah. sports uh, in English and in Spanish. Okay, so t- oh wow, no, tele- I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, English, and then it was doing Telemundo stuff, doing two different <laughs> sports casts every That's night cool. and all that. And he started calling me, and I, I hate this. I was just like, because he was kind of making fun, but the, the big sexy. Okay? The big sexy. So okay. that's what he called me. Yeah. Well, so I didn't ever, nobody ever really called me that. He would all the time. Well, at some point around Raymark, kind of stuck. Well, when they started putting us on TV. Mm-hmm. Our radio show on TV, mm-hmm. the lower third one day, yeah. um, it says Chris Level, a.k.a. Big Sexy. And so <laughs> there were people that I worked for at other places yeah. that saw this and were like, what is this about? Like, yeah. why is Chris calling himself that? I, but <laughs> keep in mind, you had nothing to do with I that. had no idea that it was done or whatever. And they were like, man. This is not, I don't, we don't, you know, like, you know, and so I, I call up there. I'm like, what is this about? And they're like, oh, we thought it'd be funny. I'm like, well, other people didn't, but whatever. It, it doesn't matter. But no, so okay. I'm, I'm anxious to hear your okay. your nickname for well, me. Well, it is because, and it, it's not big sexy, but it starts with big because, I mean, if you know Chris, if you don't, or if you don't know Chris, Chris is, how tall are you, Chris? Six, uh, six, five, six, 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 six yeah. yeah. He's a big guy, but he's, but he's not like, not fat. He's a, he's just a big imposing presence. Not, 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 not. I wish I was by, skinnier than I no, was. No, no, but you're not overweight me. by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, you, you're, you have a presence when you walk in or, or when you meet people. You're taller than most people, and and uh, and so, but everybody, but you have a mouthpiece to the to the city, okay? So get this. This is where I'm going with this. So you, I mean, but you're honest. You, you, you're very, very inviting and warm, welcoming. Like you never uh, get mad. You never get you get over ever. You know. So, I drew this conclusion. You always have a microphone, right? I mean, you just you have a microphone with you. Yeah, I'm going to call you the Big Lavalier. <laughs> you are the Big Lav, man. You're unassuming, but you're picking up everything. The Big Lav, I like yeah. it. Yeah, so gonna, the, one of those, yeah, those, those yeah, mics the, that the, we... Yeah, the, the Lavalier mic is a lapel mic that what anchors wear or whatever. And so, But Chris has got a mic, and he's just small... You know, uh, it, it's, that's what he's like. He, he, but he's going to pick up everything. I mean, he's, he's big... And he's just there, but he just there. he picks up a lot of sound. But you're not really gonna know he's there. You yeah, know what I'm saying? The big love. Yeah, the like big love, baby. There you go. You know, I like that. that. Well done. Yeah, you put some thought into that. Yeah, one I did, now. man. Yeah, love like right it. there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fits your personality, but also fits everything. I think. So, I wish uh, I wasn't. I, I do get probably irritated on occasion sometimes. Well, you and have I sh- to. And I shouldn't do that. Why? Yeah. Well, I've never. I know, but I, I do get uh, irritated sometimes, and I shouldn't. I get a shorter fuse on some days than others, but <laughs> that's life, I guess. Too, yeah, and, I'm, and I want to talk to you about that, how, how how you walk a line. You have to walk a certain line, and that's hard to do because me being in – I've been in the local media here too, and, and that's just 
it's hard to do that. It's mm-hmm. hard to, and then we'll talk, we'll get more into that. But um, let's talk about our history a little bit. We met back in 2002, and that's kind of like where you, when you started and I started, I think close to the same time. And uh, I was at Channel 11, and you were running at Rivals and all. Okay, how did you get started into Red Raider Sports and Rivals.com? How did that start, by the way? So um, back before the internet was kind of the internet that it is now, mm-hmm. and the way sports were covered on there, it was actually called Red Raider Extreme.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and you, you weren't taken seriously. You were the internet guy, whatever. Yeah. And so I, I started doing some of that with a guy named David Stroot. Uh, who is a tech grad and all that. And he saw me at football practice one day. He goes, hey, man, do you want to start writing about some of this stuff? I was like, yes. Yeah. I got paid like 20 bucks a month for probably like three or four years. You know, and, and uh, but but how I got started in like that 0203 when I started meeting you was is Giovanetti, who now is mm-hmm. like one of Kirby Hocutt's right-hand men and yep. has worked for the Chancellor and all that stuff. He had Red Ritter Sports Magazine. He said, hey, man, I'm wanting to put this magazine with one of these websites. And there was the website I was working for and another one. And he kind of and I met and we kind of hooked up. And then the bowl trip that you and I were on that <laughs> yeah. I remember vividly, yeah. uh, the Houston Bowl, it was when they played Navy. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, ironically enough, I think Craig James was in the booth that night for ESPN. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I just, and, you know, years later, that that's a different story. That is but a different story. It is. It is. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and I, I remember that, all the buildup. Because, you know, when you and I got to hang out quite a bit was yeah. not just during the game, but it's all the, the press conferences yeah. and the lead up. And, and the and, waiting and whatever. You get to know the other people. Yeah. And you're yeah. carrying around a camera and yeah. I'm carrying around a, a tape recorder and sure. all the stuff. We're doing our thing. But, yeah. yeah, you and I got to bond and hang out quite a bit. But that's kind of how I, that was one of my first like official deals was going to that bowl game. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know I remember you know remember that trip like it was yesterday because yeah. we stayed at the hotel right across yeah. from the stadium. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, boy, you talk about working with some real professionals like me in that during that time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, damn, true pro, <laughs> yeah, true pro. Too professional. Yes, exactly. too professional. But um, I remember uh, you know that that season because it's funny because I'm on the sideline shooting the game for channel 11 you're on the sideline the whole time and you weren't you were just writing then and not the sideline reporter but uh man that season had a lot of um uh wow drama because the bj simmons injury and see that's where i don't know how you walk how we walk that line as as journalists and as promoters you know because we don't want to bite the hand that feeds us that's texas tech right how because we knew bj simmons tore his acl yeah and we couldn't you know how do you work around that kind of stuff? I mean, I watched Emily do it, and it's a very, very, yeah. very thin line. I, I think the word is relationship. Yes, um, and it's yep. it's and the other word is trust. And mm-hmm. like, um, if you become aware of something like that, but it's not really your news to break, mm-hmm. and there's a trust and a relationship that hey, I'm going to tell you this, or I'm you, I know you, I know you know this, but yeah, and and there's there's some things where you you do report and you're allowed to do that, but it's something sensitive like that when it, that, that it is tricky, it's dicey, yeah. um, and and everybody did know, uh, and then he and it was quiet until after that bowl game, and yep. then he would reveal it, but it was kind of to the people that were following the program on a daily basis. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay, finally he finally made it public. Yeah, yeah, but but it was we, <laughs> worst we, kept we were, secret. We were kind of just like as the media, nobody, no, no, I don't remember any of us releasing that information. No, so we were all tight-lipped on that but he tore his acl like what five games four games in against i was celebrating mm-hmm. and uh yeah but um it, it, anyway i just you know i just wanted to get into that real quick and i know that's hard because you have to do that still every day and 
I mean, because yeah. you do have great relationships with the people over there and with the, the Texas Tech people. And, you know, that's hard. That's got to be hard to do. Where, where do you ever, how do you know when it's time to, what's the word, criticize, not criticize, but just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and, not, and, and, and keep your mouth shut. But you have to say something about when big things happen. Yeah. And I, um, you know, when, you, when you're broadcasting a basketball game mm-hmm. or if they play poorly on a Saturday and you come in and you're doing three hours of radio on a Monday, I mean, you, you can't be taken seriously if you like, man, guys, they played great. Yeah. It was just like we we, we, yeah. we a couple of breaks here or there, the referees hose us again. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just have to call it like you see it. Yeah. I, I think sometimes, you know, in, in the in the media, though, and there's there's national guys that make a lot of money doing it this way where yeah. they get real personal and, like, they try to draw people off sides or you yeah. try to manufacture an opinion that oh, you hot may takes. or may. Hot exactly. Takes. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just have never – one, I know, I, I know a lot of the people over there as people mm-hmm. and fathers or mm-hmm. or, or the, you, you know them individually, and that's always harder for me to, like, want to go on and, like, want to criticize because I'm not naturally wired that way. I'm more right. of a glass-half-full guy. But you also – Hey man, if you if you screw it up and you play bad or you, yeah. you know, I mean, you have to you have to say that, right. and I think that's uh, and and I would say Ty too. The thing that's tricky for me is like when you find out something sensitive. Did I find that out as like the Texas Tech broadcaster, mm-hmm. or did I find that out as the general media guy? Yeah. And those are two very different things. Yes, it and is. so. Yep. You, I'm, I may be wearing a hat on a Saturday and yeah. like a different hat on three different times in the span of 30 minutes on who actually I'm working for. Mm-hmm. And that's very tricky. And yeah. it's just the years of. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and, that's, and you have to you have to decipher whether because like, uh, for example, for me, like even earlier this summer, I had AB on this podcast, Avery Benson. <laughs> and, you know, I know him personally. He's been to my family's house for Christmas and he's, he's really good friends of my nephews. And then it's when he leaves and everybody's just, you know, but I know him as a person. Right. And I'm not going to be mad at him. I'm, it's not worth a friendship. You know what I mean? Yeah. To Even though I love Texas Tech almost as much as anything. Like, sometimes, like, way too high for me. But, you know, it goes like uh, my faith and then Texas Tech and then, like, my family sometimes. And then it's like, well, <laughs> you know, what's my priority? But, <laughs> right, you know, but, you. But, uh, yeah. but, hey, it, it, you have to fight off that because you do develop personal relationships with these people. Yeah. And then you have to look at them as people. Relationships and trust, man. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it's about. And sometimes if you don't have any relationship with somebody and you find out something you don't feel like is obligated, right. you know, or, or if somebody's mistreated you before or whatever, you don't. Uh, you don't feel the need to like protect some sort of information if that's the way it was portrayed to you. But right. uh, yeah, that, 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 we'll have to talk about Avery in a little bit too. Okay, that, that's yeah. tricky. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's tricky. And, you know, I, I uh, said it last week because I asked him if I could do this. So uh, I did sit him down when he sat right in the chair you're sitting in, and I said, "All right." Well, the first thing was great because I said he just got out of practice over at Tech. He drove right over, and uh, hair still wet from his shower, and so he sat down. And I go, "Hey, man, I got a water. I've got a." a Gatorade, uh, I got iced tea. He probably I, asked for a cold beer. Yeah, I said I got a cold beer. He goes, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do a cold beer. That'd be sound good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Uh, he not shocked. Down. Yeah, and then I said, "Hey, so I know you went out with my nephews like last summer, and and you got a tattoo on your ass, and you didn't ever tell anybody about it, but you, I mean, I saw the pictures of it, and we've talked about it personally." This is before I started. I was making sure where I could go, where I couldn't go. You know? <laughs> right. And uh, he said, uh, "Yeah," uh, I go, "Can I?" Do your parents know about that, or can I talk about it? He goes, no, they don't know about that, but that's fine. You can talk about that. I don't care. And I was like, okay. And then he did say, we went through all these things one by one by one. And he goes, man, 
let's just start recording. But the only thing you can't ask me is if I'm transferring. And I just went, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, and he goes, well, I go, well, is there something I need? He goes, no, no, just, I'm not having that right now. I'm not dealing with that. I don't want that going. I was like, well, but then, you know. Yeah, I know, so, I know. And so that kind of, it's like, well, shit. I mean, it's not like Avery's the the, the, the star player, or, you know, the best basketball player on the team. But, you know, he's a, he's a fan favorite. And, yeah. you know, and so, but. And he I, meant a lot to the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. So, anyway, yeah. I, I get I get where that is. And it's hard to put on that hat of, hmm, you know. But I would never, I, I mean, the Win, Loser, Top podcast comes out every week, every Friday. I ain't breaking news, okay? That's not my <laughs> job, you know. I'm here to make people laugh and maybe think a little bit and, and uh, just get away from whatever they're doing for And uh, honestly, an it's, so. it's nobody, I mean, there's very, very little of, of true breaking news out there anymore yeah. anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're unless you're the guy writing for the Houston Chronicle that just, like, set the whole college athletics world, world on fire. On fire. <laughs> exactly. that, that that was a legit, like, yeah. oh, my that, that's gosh. That's a story. Where, right. where, where yeah. were you when that happened? Yeah, exactly. But, but more often than yeah. not, it's just nobody really is yeah. into that anymore. But, and I remember back in those days when I was at Channel 11, the St. Coast was still top. I'm going to still stay in that time frame, even though I went off with Avery. But um, it was everything's fine. Everything, you know, sometimes you have smooth weeks and then nothing happens. And then all of a sudden, you know, Bob Knight decides to throw a salad. And it's like, really? Throw a salad on the chancellor. And you're like, what the hell is going on, man? Like, I just this is not the kind of shit I signed up for, you know. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to talk about basketball, football, baseball, and then you got to get thrown into this. And I remember being in the sport because I when I had David Collier on on his episode for for when there's a tie, we talked about that. Like I, I was just sit how big how, we we were not Bob Knight fans. I mean, I was not. I, I was before he came to Tech. When he got to Tech, and I had to have a business relationship with that dude. I was like, listen, dude, I ain't not to get you. I just want to be like, hey, I just want a few quotes and get me home. Right? <laughs> I ain't here to break no story. So, um, and I understood why he didn't trust. He had some issues. Yeah, issues. There. Yeah, 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 but but I, I remember sitting in the sports office and I was on. Emily just goes, hey, she goes, hey, I, I can't do this radio show in Seattle because I'm doing one in wherever right now. And she goes, you have to do it. So I had to call in the Seattle radio show. They wanted to know get on the ground reporting what's going on with the Bob Knight and the salad throwing and all. I'm like, oh my. God. Over there at the Market Street, yes. right up there on 50th Street. <laughs> like I've been at that salad bar many yeah, a time. No, man. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, that's a uh, uh, that was just those times were were, were fun, man. And, and who was your favorite football player? I mean, I say favorite, but just in all and overall, like because mine's way off the beaten path to, to during co- that time. To cover during that time, yeah, like during, in 2000s? Like, yeah, 2002. I mean, oh, the early, yeah, 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 yeah like that year. Uh, well, I'll geez. tell you who mine was. Okay, and it was for none of it was good reasons. But man, I love Brian Bishop. That fool could just—he was swaggy. He rolled in on a in a in a uh, like a Pontiac, a big ass long Pontiac with big wheels, and he could out there. I was like, dude, that dude. You know what? He cares more about the swag, the drip, than he does the drip than he does the game. And <laughs> yeah. you know why I like that? Because that's the way I was when I played. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, it just, and let me tell so you. That, that common. Well, yeah. I mean, when I played basketball at Friendshipman, I had my socks were up, shorts were down, no leg, showed no leg, you know. And I cared more about that. Get than, the five, 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 five thing going. Yeah, yeah. That, exactly. Yeah. We wore the silky gold. We talked Grady Newton into wearing silk gold. Uh, Friendshipman never worn gold basketball jerseys because of the Fab Five. And, but it showed on the court in more ways than one. That I cared more about that because, I mean, I would turn the ball over. 
<laughs> so I'm like, oh, shit. It was, uh, you know, my, I, have my, I have three records in the Tiger Pit. I played in the first varsity game ever in the Tiger Pit, ever. Okay. All right? And I, and I started, and I was like, listen, because this is my thought press. I'm going, my process, I'm, I'm getting the first shot in this bitch i'm telling you now and I go, i'm getting the first read i'm getting i'm getting the first shot i'm, I'm scoring going, the first I'm going down bucket. the record books yes. yes and i'll be damned dude i get the ball tipped to me right off the tip and i just dribble right down right to the left elbow pull up jumper hey, yank it and it and uh and in my mind Air it ball. looked in Air no ball. but uh. it hit the back of the rim it came right back to me okay so like in my mind i can remember saying thinking shoot this. it again now I go, well i had the first shot already and now i'll have the first rebound yeah, and then I just took one dribble, passed it to our best player. He laid it up and in, assists. I had the first shot, rebound, and assist. I'm running back happy as I'm I can done. be. I'm done. I'm ready yeah, to go yeah. home. Well, I don't know what so, the rest of y'all are doing. Two or three times up and down the court. Uh, and then I was the first person taken out. So I had the first record to stop for. Yeah, so I had those. those <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah. I have to be careful about remembering some of those deals when I'm raising my kids and like uh, like some of those things because when they when I hear the word drip, yeah, like like when you, you're a different color face mask or something, I'm like, man, you start calling attention to yourself. You're worried about all the And I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. okay, well, yeah. I, I had the baggy shorts and all yeah. that stuff. So I was, do as I, I say, not as yeah, I did. I was way too worried about that, so. I think, uh, you know, to answer your question, I'm sitting thinking about it, probably yeah. Cumbie. Cumbie was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think it's because he was just such a good Dude, person. Genuine. And, yeah. and it was a it was a tremendous underdog type story. Yeah, absolutely. Too. I mean, I love BJ. I, I, used to, I got to know a lot of those quarterbacks. still know all those guys mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Cody Hodges I still talk to all the time. Yeah. But that that's th- – those we, we would talk to the quarterbacks a lot. And mm-hmm. they were always – the sharper guys, right. the very uh, the, the outgoing guys, they dealt with the media, but they're also like really quality people. Yeah. Graham was real quiet. Yes, um, Cliff was real quiet, reserved. Right. But like BJ and Sonny and Cody were just like salt yeah. of the earth. Yeah, like, absolutely, the, the, and, some of the best people you'll ever meet. And I heard you talking on the radio the other day. <laughs> it just took me back, like vivid memories of that off season, the next season, and we're all like, "Yeah, Robert Johnson's the quarterback. Robert Johnson's gonna be the quarterback." And, Rob, and, and we that's were all, what the fans dude, wanted. And I, dude, I was I was happy about that. I was like, dude, I'm excited because it's like, dude, this guy's is, is legit. And I mean, Sonny, it was the right decision. Sonny played played, and Robert played awesome too. But my receiver, so <laughs> yeah. But uh, I can remember back in those days. But um, you know, and we went to the Houston Bowl, right? So you so Tech goes to the Houston Bowl, and we're there. And uh, can I talk about that? On the oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. And uh, I can just remember. <laughs> Before the game, man, it's like an hour before kickoff, and you walk over to me and go, how you feel? And I went, I feel Tech's going to do it, and it's going to go over. And you go, let's do it. And I went, all right, let's do it. Dude, both of us get on the phone. We do what we have to do, you know. And, dude, it was just – I can remember, man, looking over at you and during the game, and it, all of a sudden it started getting out of hand. And I was – I put my camera down, and I looked at you, and you looked at me, and we both just gave a fist pump. Like <laughs> – well, and I'll never forget, and I didn't know whether we were in good shape or bad shape, at the very beginning of that game, Mike decides to go for it on fourth down, like on his own 28-yard line. Yeah. I mean, setting the tone. Right off the bat. And back. I'm thinking, because yeah. it was one of the best offenses in college football history at that point, the yeah. way it had moved up and down the field, and Welker and Falani and Hicks yeah. and all those guys, and yeah. even though BJ's knee, but it's yeah. like, you know, we're not going three and out to start not this thing off, and he off. goes for it on <laughs> Fourth and like two at his own thirty-two or twenty-eight yard line, and I'm like, I've never seen this before in my whole life. Yeah, yeah. It, it was that was that was nuts, and and also we were there for the whole week, basically. You yeah. know, and uh, I remember that one time, you guys were in the lobby, and it was like, dude, not I didn't know this at the time, but Don Williams was sitting at the table in the hotel lobby, and I think I strolled down about three o'clock in the afternoon. 
I think it was a Sunday. I don't know. I think I was watching football because I was watching NFL. pro football. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I strolled down into the lobby. You're sitting there with uh, Don Williams, which I knew. Uh, Don was a legend when I was in high school. So, you know, I'm okay. And I knew you. You and I were good friends, but I didn't know you were going to become who you are now. So now you're like, you're, on the, you're in the same company as Don Williams. And uh, I sit down. I don't know who else was sitting there. And, but I just sat down and you go, what's up? And I go, Man, it was a long night, and I've been no good to nobody all day long, baby. <laughs> Nothing. I ain't moved. And and you go, a yeah, pretty pretty fun night. And I go, a little bit too much fun. The waitress walks over. She goes, can I get you something? Coors Light, please. <laughs> and we've repeated those two words to each other for about 15, 16 years. You you were sitting in a in a like uh, one of those hotel lobby like lounge chairs, yeah. puff, puff, puffy one. Yeah, yeah. You know, not the most comfortable, not the one you'd have in your dinner or anything. No, no. And you were like, uh, you know, laying over like sideways, you know, like and just rough, making yourself, yeah, yeah, right across the street from NRG or what what is now NRG Stadium. Yeah, yeah we had. Uh, I think I had maybe had some Coors Lights yeah, with you back then so. too. Yeah. yeah, I went out with Marcus Coleman, so I want you to know that. Yeah. yeah, and he he was one of my favorite players yeah, he was back awesome in the day, too, man. Yeah, so, yeah. but uh, anyway, all right, that's our that's our uh, our Houston ball, and and I felt terrible, but I knew we were in good shape. Whenever we scored a touchdown against Navy, and it was in bad taste, but we did the grenade episode, the grenade that's celebration. Craig James off so much, he's criticizing <sighs> Texas Tech, and I, all I remember is getting to my hotel room, and Giovanetti and I are like. Can you believe all these people are hating on our Red Raiders and like Texas Tech because they celebrated this and that? But if you remember, you remember going to that luncheon? Oh yeah. And so we were, you know, the with Tech, Roger Staubach there. Yes, yes and yeah. Tech was just portrayed as these renegades, yes. these horrible people <laughs> uh, versus these squeaky clean, salt of the earth human beings. Yeah, and I just remember that, you yeah. know, back in the day. And so Craig James yeah. was kind of playing off on yes. that, you know, and, and yeah, they and but the funny is like I think Tech kind of. Not not on purpose, but maybe in that game they kind of just embraced it a little bit. <laughs> just like, hey, hey, like a wrestling term, yeah, play the heel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and you know, Mike was doing that, and that's why the reason, like on fourth and whatever yeah. early game, like, yeah. now nah, man, foot on the gas. Yeah, Here's what we're exactly. Doing. Stubborn. Exactly. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, being a sideline reporter, let's talk about that because I did it for a long time for friendship, and uh, you've done it for a long time for tech. What's the most dangerous? Have you ever have you ever had anything happen to where it's like, or, or what's the craziest shit that's ever happened to you on the sideline? Like, you're not you weren't prepared for it, and I mean, it could have be it could be a ball coming your way, or it could be a tackler, or like somebody running out of bounds, or it could be something that's in the game actually happening, and you're not ready for it. Because I've had that happen to me several times. Yeah, that uh, the I have learned um, in in my years of doing it, mm-hmm. and you have to really be careful in some fields compared to others. Tech's field is great. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of room. Mm-hmm. But the scariest thing was, I think it was at AT&T Stadium. I think it was one of those Baylor games, and people weren't paying attention. And the TV cart is going up and back and forth behind the like, – and the guy gets his leg caught up into it, and, like, it was bad. Oh, they like, ran over somebody. Like, yeah, caught like somebody? His, his leg gets caught up oh, into the wheel well, and it was just because you're just not paying attention. Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of times when you're down there and those yeah. games are televised, they're all televised now. Yeah sometimes the, the, the more high-profile ones, there's that cart with that camera, yeah. and it's it's going up and down. And yeah. so there's people that will tell you, hey, you know, watch out, yeah. you know, whatever. And, like, that was – but, I mean, I've always 
head on a swivel, man. Yeah. And I got you make sure there's two or three people in front of you. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not here to like try to yeah. stop anybody. Like I just start backing up and bailing out. And some people, yeah. depending on if you see me, I'll just I will get out of the way when I don't even need to. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not here to get hurt, man. Yeah, no doubt, because you're winning. Like it, it, those those guys, like you, some people just don't have any appreciation for like. The contact, the speed, the collision, the sound, it it is violent. It is. Um, It's crazy. And and even at the high school level, man. Yeah, man. And that's why guys get hurt. But I'm like, I'm not going to be one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. If I can help it. Well, I'll tell you this much. I always had a head on a swivel when uh, I was working for Channel 11 doing tech games because I have a healthy, healthy, healthy fear. Let me tell you, I do not want to be anywhere near horses. And I can't stand them, dude. And I mean, it is. And, and you know why? It's because you don't know what they're thinking. No, and, and that's like a, why. And that's I a big ass animal behind to them, yeah. in, in front, front of them, them, whatever. Like what? I don't no. know what's going and, on. There's no yeah. thought bubble yeah. above I, the horse. Oh, no, and I and I think they're beautiful, and I'll bet on them. There ain't no doubt about that. But I don't want to be around <laughs> them. I don't want to be anywhere close to them. And that horse would walk around, and Emily would be like, "What's wrong?" I just be. I'd start moving at a pretty good pace up and down the sideline with that camera. She was like, "What?" I go, "I don't want to be anywhere near that damn horse, Emily. I just don't want to have anything to do with it." So I always was looking out for that thing. But uh, I'll never forget in high school. I'm not when I was uh, calling friendship games in high school. Uh, Tyler Lyons threw a little, uh, just a quick stop. Uh, he threw a pass to the sideline right off, and I'm standing right on the line of scrimmage. And the kid didn't catch it, and that ball hit me right in the nuts, Chris. And it hit, I mean, and I went down <laughs> like a sack of a t- and I was like, and in front of everybody. Oh yeah, everybody saw. It. Oh yeah, everybody saw. It. Yeah. So that that was a. Uh, I've crazy. always I tell you the, the the best thing is you either get way out in front of the play. Yeah. I I I mean on the goal line or short yardage, I try to get fairly back like and you, you get a good view but yeah it, there's nothing wrong with you being know ahead. do you like being ahead of the play or behind it well or just, yes which one do you like either one yeah either one is fine it, it depends on offense or defense it depends on like where the what field i'm at or stadium i'm at or the sight lines and all that but i don't have a preference on on way behind it or way in front of it but i've just learned that you know, and, and probably being way in front of it is probably the best thing. But, right. you, you know, you lose depth perception right. and all that kind of yep. stuff. But it's uh, – the, the worst thing – I don't know what your opinion – do you, do you like it? That Did you like doing sideline reporting? Loved it. Okay. Um, what was the worst part? The worst part was elements. You know, yeah. if it was – but and I love cold weather, but when it was blazing hot, and I was just like – and then at halftime, I couldn't – you know, the rest – Andy Penny and, and those guys would – they'd go off into the, you know – Concession. I mean, there's a big there's buffets and shit. Up there. Stuck, yeah, yeah. And they're like, and they be in the break eating whatever. Like, dang, this hot dogs are these hot dogs are good. And I'm like, hey, hey man, I feel you, man. What's going on with that? Yeah, I hated oh, that. And Harris and Jensen are on my ear, man. Can you believe the cookies that they just brought know, us in here? Like, really? And you're like, damn, man, I'm, I may get a granola bar, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, speaking of, what's the um, what? Opposing stadium or, or just not, and don't put AT and T in. But what's the that has the best spread for the media? Because if people don't know at home, and a lot of people didn't know this, like when I worked, I you know I would tell them, like really, they, the the media press box always has in, in a Division One college uh, setting, they have a spread for the media before the game, during the game, and kind of after. What's the in, up in the press box? What is the for football? Yeah, for it football. is always um, other than tech. Tech has say, a pretty good one now. But yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, tech has gotten kind of better. It was always funny because like we have the nicest setup 
and people don't realize this, like that West Side press box for the opposing media, people don't care. Right. And they shouldn't. Right. But it's the best setup as far as space in their booth and like taking care of them with food and all that stuff. But too many times you, you, they'd serve pot roast and like baked cod. You're like, what is going on? Like, this is a football game. Oh, what, are we, what are we doing? But but now last year last year it was like uh, it, it was a lot of hot dogs, hamburgers, and yeah. like some nachos, stuff like like normal. Normal. Cuisine. Yeah. The best two road places though, honestly, because you get the same thing every time you go, and it's always money. Is either Texas because uh-huh. they always serve the Mexican food from this one restaurant that's downtown, and it's. They're yeah. not stingy. It's always like fajitas or nachos or whatever you want. It's really good. And then Oklahoma State does this barbecue spread really? every time, and it's really, really good. Yep. And so you know without fail when you go there, this is what you're getting yep. um, You know, for, for a pregame meal. Because like for, for, for us, it has to last about – yeah, six, seven, eight hours. You know, like you, you may not be eating for because you know usually we're eating way before the game starts. Yeah, and like the game, you know, these games now are like four hours, man. Right. You know, and oh, then no. and then we're sitting to do. I got to do post game show and all that stuff. Oh, but, I yeah. know. And 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 that's the thing. And usually, well, another thing that people don't really know is most of the people that have a camera on their shoulder or a microphone in their hand that are not on national media, they're not getting paid. They're not rich. No. And, it's, so, and especially it's a, it can be a grind. local media guys, like yeah. you want to talk about, that might be the only meal they eat. That day. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I can remember Greg Miller would just be like, hey, we're going to LCU to, to uh, shoot the LCU game. I was like, really? What are they playing tonight? And, and he goes, doesn't matter. They give free food every time, and I'm going there, and I need to eat. And I was like, <laughs> and that's, but that's the trade-off, kind of, you know. So, um, yeah, you're making ends meet, man. I mean, there's no question. <laughs> yeah, so. But like, too, when you're on a road trip, like if you're us, yeah. we don't have a way to get around on our own. Like right. we're there with the team, and they've got their buses, and they're feeding all those kids and, and care coaches. Yeah, right. they're all. But you're kind of like off to the side, mm-hmm. and so you're right. If you have an opportunity to eat at the hotel or eat wherever, yeah, you're, yeah. you're trying to take the, you know, take advantage. My, fav- my favorite place I thought when I re- if I remember correctly was Baylor was pretty good, but they just built their. It was they just re redone their press box or something and they had a good spread i remember and what's funny is dude oklahoma state at, at boone pickens it was not redone when i went there and th- that was terrible it was absolutely and i remember kevin blackystone yes yes he was in he the press box. The morning news yeah dallas morning news. Yeah. he was sitting there going through the buffet line and then he goes what the hell is this shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was like dude i'm with you man <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, and it, it 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 bugs me when media guys do that. They I write too. about stuff like that because it's like, okay, if you don't like it, don't yeah. don't show up, That's man. What they ha- I mean, I know they're, they're just entitled, and like, I, I don't, I don't I'm that, with that, you. Some of that bugs me. And then yeah. he was he was in the game for a long time, yeah. and I think he works like maybe the Washington Post yeah, now or man, something. He was on, what, on that, he was on that show all the time, ESPN's show, yeah, uh, the, like the, the pardon interruption, new, the reporters or, or the new sports yeah, reporters remember, or the, with Max Keller, yeah, but yeah, that that's a let me just pick let me let me pull the curtain back a little bit and i and if i'm getting into something that is trade secrets don't 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 say it but <laughs> okay because uh, i'm interested personally interested really do you know when you're doing a football game do you know when they're coming down to you uh no right me either yeah Never. no yep. um i i we, we we've worked that a few different ways um that mm-hmm. that's a those broadcasts and you know this mm-hmm. uh it's all about chemistry yes i think and, and you have to earn trust mm-hmm. um i think there's been times where first of all the game has changed in that it's so fast paced i don't like as a sideline guy i don't have a lot of opportunity for like say analysis yeah 
until when they kick an extra point or when they come back from a break, yep. I can offer up something. Yep. I really, I really feel like my job is if somebody new comes into the game that hasn't been in or like an injury, that's where I really am most important yep. because they don't know. Right. But as far as like, or if like, hey man, that ball's out, guys. Like yes. that, that's a fumble. Yeah. But but the video pl- replay and all that so stuff. So good now. Yeah. But we used to do it to where I would be on a microphone, like I would be able to talk to them where nobody else could hear it. And the producer, Steve Pitts, I would say to Jensen, hey, man, I got something if you yes. want it. And then it's up to him to like work it in and go, hey, Level, what uh, what do you yep. got? I would like to do that. I would love, to, when I did the sideline, I would love to have been able to do that. But you're right. I had such a relationship with Andy Penny yeah. that, I mean. Andy's and, good people. Yes, he yeah. is good people. And he, and he, we knew exactly. I mean, we got to the point where, he he felt comfortable coming to me in between plays, uh, you know, and sometimes you know I always had stuff in my pocket ready to go. Like hey, you know, with friendship though, I knew all the kids, I knew all the coaches, I know, so I could have something ready to go. But um, there was only a few times that he would say, "All right, Ty King, let's go down to you. What do you got?" And I go, "I've got absolutely nothing." Penny, back up to you. And I did that a couple times, you know. So because I, mean, I was like, "Dude, I'm not going to just." Our jobs are to fill in the blanks, and <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And you're right. I yep. mean, it, it, like, what are you doing? Radio show or yeah. a broadcast? I, I this happened to me when I first started doing sports radio. I was only had to do an hour or two hour show, I think. And I, my partner at the time, was going to be late. And I felt like I had all kinds of stuff. (laughs) And I went through it in about 22 minutes. And somebody from across the building could sense me panicking. This is like way back when I started, like in 05 or 06. And they're like, hey, man, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm fine. (laughs) And I just got to talking real fast. But there's so much that ends up on the cutting room floor or the broadcast. Like, well, I'll save it till next week. But now we do it. They'll keep my mic on. Mm -hmm. And like... I'll just have to listen for a pause. It's tricky there because I can't see them, right? We right. can't see. Yep. And you just kind of have to wait for a break and then jump in there and hope that somebody's not going to start a right. thought because you don't want to talk over each other because that sounds bad right. to the listener. Yeah. But they trust me now to where when I turn my mic on, I'm live. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, can they tell, like, can they basically hear it? That means a little bit. A little bit. It, I mean, I mean there's it's two not something you would hear on the radio, but something you would hear as a broadcaster. Yeah. In the you notice a little sound. There's right? two or three seconds yeah. to where it takes my mic, the wireless, to yeah. fire up. Yeah. And they'll kind of have an idea. Yeah. But again, in some of these loud stadiums, you yeah. may not be able to hear that. That's right. So yeah. it, it's just, uh, I don't know what, what is right or wrong to do it. It's a yeah. little more controlled the first way. They give me a little more freedom now. Mm-hmm. It, but there's just not a lot of time mm-hmm. to, yeah. it's fast-paced as the tempo of everybody's <laughs> plays now. I was wondering. Because uh, you know, that's the one way we did it. But I, as one, I would always think to myself, it's, I wish there was a way I could tell Penny I've got something. Versus, and I was like, I wonder how they do that. You know, like how, how you guys do that. And I've never really... And the know. other thing is, is that, okay, so normally, you know, like anything else, hey, man, I'll, I'll just text you. But yeah. in these 60,000-seat stadiums, sometimes, yeah. cell phone service is jacked. Yeah. And, like, you, you'll you finally get service, and it's like, oh, I missed 32 text messages. Yeah. Like, you know, and so a, a cell phone, like a yeah. text doesn't work. Yeah. So, but that, they have it set up to where we can talk to each other, and it's not live. Do you ever, ever have the hardest time whenever uh, people would text you or try to call you during the game? And it's like... Or walk up to you. That's the one thing. Man, I would always have teachers or, or, or people on the sideline and try to talk. I'm like, dude, listen. I'm on the I mean, I'm on the air. I can't just, hey, I know. I see you. I'll talk to you later. I'll wave at them. You know, I'm sure that happens all the time. Yeah. There, you know, nobody, like whether I'm doing a radio remote, like we're out there at the stadium, for oh, yeah. example, or you're at a, on location or like you're 
at a game and you're going through the tunnel, you're on the sideline. Nobody respects the headphones. No, they don't. <laughs> and, and honestly, I, I'm sure there's people out there who are like, that cocky or arrogant, that rude son of a bitch. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of times you can't I, – I, I'm, I'm, I can't hear. Exactly. And I'm focused. And, yeah. And I'm like, dude, the last thing I want is them to say, hey, let's go down to Chris Love or talk. And I'm not – and I'm talking to some whoever, dude, I used to know. Or, happened, I mean, that has happened to me before. <laughs> me too. Like, and, you, and I so, just uh, – um, and you wing it. Yeah. Have you ever – and I know your kids are in sports and stuff. That's now when you go to like school events or sporting events or whatever, any kind of school event, do you ever just go in and hope that nobody talks about tech sports to you? <laughs> I mean, because I, 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 that happened to me back then because when I would do friendship, I would just walk into let's say it was a choir concert or something, and we were maybe doing a production of that. And I just, man, I don't want any – man, I talk about it all week. I deal with it all week. And I know you – it's over time for you, but do you ever just – um, some people, uh, I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, especially like, you know, with all the craziness of realignment and everything and mm-hmm. people are like real, like real curious or mm-hmm. if it's in the middle of a season, it's like, man, is so-and-so that they hurt or, yeah. um, some people respect the privacy. Some people just like come up and talk to you, but I, that's part of the gig. That's yeah. the way I look at it. You know, it's just part, it comes yeah. with the territory. Yeah. And, my and mom, I don't mind. My mom did text me a question. She asked me two questions, but. Let's it'll do lead it. right into it. Okay. Julie King wants to know. Miss um, Julie, how are you? <laughs> she, she, well, first, she ends it with, love Chris, he's great. Okay. She doesn't even say that to me. So, <laughs> um, but she she wants to know, she says, uh, to ask Chris about the Big 12 and what is going to happen. That's all she wants to know. Okay. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Yes. You, you can answer that right now. <laughs> right? I wish. <laughs> Man, I uh, I remember doing this the first time. I guess it's been about 10, 11 years ago. And, you know, I've told this story on our show here in Lubbock. Um, you know, when you were like the central part of the of the college football news, when everybody's trying to figure out, are you going west? Are you staying in the Big 12? What in the world is going on? And the Pac-12 commissioner, Larry Scott, and I think it was, I guess it would have been like the summer of 2010. I think I'm right on the date. He flies into Lubbock, and it's on a Sunday afternoon, and we we became aware of that this was happening, and he lands at the private airport, and, I mean, we're literally chasing him down. I'm sure several other media members that are still doing it can say the same story, but we we chased him down I-27, and they pulled that Suburban into Jones AT&T Stadium, and sh- and then here comes the garage door down, and we sat out in the parking lot for three or four hours. Wow! And then one, then at like three or four in the afternoon, that yeah. garage door comes up, and they they sprint out. The funny story is, one of the guys that's driving it, his name is Jordan Strebeck. Okay. Now Jordan Strebeck worked for Red Raider Sports prior to that. And um, but he was working for the chancellor at the time, so they were. But I mean, and and, and you were this close to going to the Pac-12. Okay, I mean, it was it was until until they decided that Texas was like, hey, we'll do the Longhorn Network, we'll be able to make extra money, and and the third tier right part of this thing, which is way over people's some people's head, yeah. or they don't care about this. Right. Then it all fell apart. But you were you were going. I mean, it was right. it was happening, and so and then here we are, ten years later, eleven years later, and I just. It makes me sound old, but it it it's, makes me sad in that like the stuff that we grew up with and that we're used to and the <clears throat> it's all just changing. And I realize that's the way the world works. It, is, no, yeah. and it, it doesn't stop for anybody. No, nope. but um, you know the whole 
rivalry and like the what you know. So to answer her question, yeah. I mean the the the, the short term answer is that. You know, it's going to look the same for a year or three. Right. <laughs> yep. And that's the tricky part. <laughs> that is the tricky Until part. Until we know one or three or two or whatever on when Oklahoma and Texas leave, everything is going to kind of – this is my take. It may change ten minutes from now. Right. I think until we know when ultimately Oklahoma and Texas will depart, that's nothing is going to be happening movement wise until then. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of at a standstill right now. But yeah. as far as long term, your preference as an institution would be to go west. Yeah. You're not married to that. If there's other options out there that are better or whatever, but I think that's what you've kind of been working toward. There, the Pac-12 just doesn't want to expand right now. Yeah. Doesn't mean they won't in a year or two or whatever, but. It's uh, it's crazy because it it, it, it it could affect how much a degree there is worth. It could affect the economy here. Yeah. It could affect donations and TV revenue. I mean, there's so many things, but it may not affect it near as much as we would like to think. We just don't know. Yeah. But people don't want to watch you play Southern Miss every week. I know. You know, and that's the reality of it. Football will suffer the most right. because that's what makes the most money. Basketball, you can put together a really good schedule. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And you could still, you know, theoretically probably have some good home and home stuff. But I mean, so right now you're going to stay together with these other eight schools and hold on for dear life. All the while, like if somebody asks you out on a date, you're free every yeah. Friday night. Yeah, anybody wants to take you out and go, uh, yeah. go have a, you know, yeah, Cuba Libre or whatever. Yeah. Or have a Coors Light. Yes, that's it. There you yes. go. But, uh, you need a sponsor. Man. Coors Light needs a sponsor. The Silver Bullet. <laughs> the, or you need to get some sort of seltzer company now that's like that's signing exactly you up. Right seltzer Everybody. world is like, oh. speaking of stuff that's changed, man. Now you've been sitting no in that kid. hotel lobby chair. Like, can I get a, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. a white can claw? I, well, yeah, can I get a truly? Yeah. <laughs> so, I know. That would have been, oh my God. If I just said something like that, I believe my dad would come, come right in. I mean, he just... Dude, you're you're drinking a beer. Don't I've, never, a I've never, I've never. This thing hit me up the side of the head. It's like this whole product category that didn't yeah. even really exist, uh, and blue. it's taken over the world. I know. I man. mean, it's, it's like mind blowing. Darren Ravel saw it. Darren Ravel saw it coming. He, he invested in several of them. Oh. And private, he's pro, uh, and dude, he saw. It. I'm like, dude, it's like Zima from like the know, '90s, dude, and, and it's like they, they were way ahead of their time. And, and Zima was shitty, man. That was <laughs> no wonder it went out of business. And the they, blue, the blue bottle. I know they what even, did it. It was all about the packaging. It back, and it was like, I saw it in the grocery store last summer, and I was like, what, really? Yeah, we haven't improved this because it looked like you were drinking out of a candle. Yeah, yeah, because exactly. the bottle it was, it was, it was a yeah, cobalt blue yeah, bottle. Is the problem? And, and, and speaking of how uh, to go back to football, but how things don't cha- how things change, and you're not ready for it. Like two week two episodes ago, I had Donnie Hart in here, and we talked for a long time. And he was in bounds, by the way. Yes, he was very much so. And you know, he played in the first Big Twelve game, and that was the first Big Twelve game. The day that I got married. No kidding. Really? I watched that. I watched that game, and he was in bounds. That was that yes, day. Sir. It was uh, August thirty first, nineteen ninety six. I watched that in the basement of First Christian Church. Get out of here! And my twenty fifth wedding anniversary is coming up here at the end of August. Oh my goodness! So that's co- yeah. I mean, so it's the twenty fifth yeah. anniversary, the very first Big Twelve yep. game ever. And I just man, and I, you know, it's funny. It's like uh, we you know we had a really good conversation on the podcast, and you know, it's he has so many good stories and. What I love is the fact that the Zach Thomas game, you know, the interception. I mean, we won 14-7, and Donnie was the seven. Donnie was the first seven. As a freshman, beat Ray Mickens on a route. and Draft pick. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and, and scored. The, Zach Thomas scored the winning touchdown. Donnie had the other one. And he's a freshman, Zach. You know, it's a, and no, not a lot of people realize that. Yeah. But yeah and, uh, so, you know, we had a good conversation about that. And, you know, and, and he has so, he's up there in the top of a lot of the record books at Tech. And 
he gets overlooked for the hall of he gets invited or it gets considered for the what do you call it the hall of honor or yeah, yeah. there's there's a couple of different right and yeah. but he, but he never because i mean dude he played with spike dice <laughs> So, and it's hard to totally different game. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, he's still like the, in the top three for uh, catches per game. I think, uh, I think all time or something like something. And um, yeah, two hundred forty-one yards against Texas against Brown Westbrook. And, I mean, it's just he, I, I'm personal to him. We do radio now and stuff, but I mean, I'm just like man, it, he. I'll, I'll lobby for him any day. But uh, yeah, that's how things change, man. He was in the Big Twelve game and. He doesn't remember coming home from it, but I've heard so. that. I've heard that story too. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's a whole different yeah, story. Yeah. Big, yeah, that was a. Yeah, they when he got back, they just took him straight to the hospital. He had brain bleed, and uh, the doctor goes, "Why did you fly home? You're not. You shouldn't." Have. He goes, "I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm here now. Yeah. Fix me." So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so all right, Chris, we saw all that time. Everybody, uh, everybody loves this. I get so much feedback from it. We're gonna play tied down. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay. All right, here are the rules of tied down. That's don't right. fail me. Uh, hey, we've had, uh, let's see, four or five winners, one loser. So you can lose. Um, so don't just think. You know, you can just start answering shit. Um, there is a loser. But here are the rules. Uh, I'm going to ask you five questions. There could be a bonus question if I think you need it. Um, I used to have a time clock. I'm not going to do a time clock anymore because I don't think I give you enough time. My brother was a big complaint. had a big complaint about that when he was on. Uh, not enough time to answer the question because I was like 10 seconds. That's all you get. And that's 10 seconds is not enough. I, I get it. So I will change the rules. I'm going to give you five questions. Um, if the answers are correct, and that's, and I'm the judge if they're correct or not, then you get them correct. Okay? One man judge. I that's like exactly that. okay. right. Okay. Yeah, are I like you, that. Uh, and so, Chris, and, and I know this is kind of cheesy, but I like saying it. You, right now, we're about to start the game, so you are officially tied down. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Number one, name four Tom Hanks movies. Oh. Um, the the one where he's at the volleyball on the island. Uh, uh, oh, it, it, Castaway, okay. uh, Saving Private Ryan, uh, Forrest Gump, and uh, Tully or Sully. That when he's the airplane pilot. Look, got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number Man, two. Stressful. Who is the best rapper with the name Little in front of his name? Baby. Number three. Name. Oh, he's, he's un- unpopular okay, commentary listen, lately. I'm just gonna move on. We'll go. We'll back over him. Number three. Name two bowl games of all time that are named after fruits. Oh, Orange Bowl, Tangerine Bowl. Okay. Number four, what's the capital of Montana? Bozeman. Number five, parlay or teaser? Parlay. Bonus question. And I always sucked at those. Bonus question. (laughs) This is is, teasers were for suckers. Okay, keep going. Okay. Bonus Bonus question. question. And I have done some research on this. Oh no. Who, who have you talked to? Godfather one or two? <laughs> uh, as you know, I've never seen either. Yes, I'm embarrassed to admit I've okay. never seen either. Oh, that or the natural. I know, which I get a lot of grief about too. I used okay. to I used to broadcast games with a guy, man, and he tried to tell me how great the natural was, and I and he brought the DVD and set it on my desk, and I heard it so much, I'm just like, I'm never watching this movie, man, and you can't make me watch it. Okay. Okay, well, Chris, let's go back to your answers. Well, so I'd see if you won or lost. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. That's that name four Tom Hanks movies. Did you did get that correct? Uh, you went with Castaway. It took it a while to get that on track, but once you got going, I saw the brain clicked and it just went right into it. Yes. You're, you said Saber Private Ryan, Forrest Gump, and then Sully, Captain Sully. Yes. There's a lot of them out there. You yes. know, yeah. He's one of my favorite guys. Yeah, Captain like Phillip. Like you know, there's a bunch of big, whatever. Yeah, like you that was another one. Yeah, yeah. That, that was another one. Plenty of movies you could have named here. Yes. So I, started, I gave you a softball. Who's the best rapper with the, with the first name Little in front? 
Uh, you said little baby. That is incorrect. <laughs> it's Lil Wayne. Okay, so I want you to know that. So just fair. Yeah, I mean fair. Yeah, I, I, I like the song Walker Texas Rangers or, or <laughs> whatever it is. It's uh, my my kids. They they like the lyrics yeah. to it, and we try to find the clean the lyrics. Yeah, 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 but it's it's hard. Yeah, he, he's been in the news lately for yes, some he has. of the wrong reasons. Yes, yeah. So, but, uh, but you, you, incorrect. Um, number three. <laughs> Name two bowl games named after fruits. You did say orange and tangerine. You also could have said peach. So there you go. But you're correct. That's correct. Number four, you said, I said, name the capital of Montana. You said Bozeman. It's Helena. So incorrect. Number five. So let me see here. You got one right. I think I'm wrong. two for two. You're, you're, okay. Yeah. You got two right, two yeah. wrong. It, does it come down to the bonus question? Is the <laughs> so, uh, I asked you number five, parlay or teaser. You said parlay. Teasers are for suckers, yeah, man. Yeah, parlay is correct. You're, yeah. it, always parlay. Always parlay. And I, 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 trust me, like back in the day when I'm in college and like you 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 get the little drop-down menu online yeah. and you see those teasers and you start doing the math, you're like, they're just going to give me six points? Yeah. I mean, like three points? I'm like, right. so they're just giving them away? Hey, hey, no. It's so sucker funny, bet, man. man. It is. It's sucker straight bet. up. It's straight up, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, you. That's correct. And... um and the fact that you've never seen Godfather One or Godfather Two is—I mean, it's almost—I almost want to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it slipped through the cracks. Oh, no. I apologize. Okay. I have not but, uh, got a little. Uh, I've never seen Scarface. I'm sure oh, there's some of those God. iconic movies. I just haven't. I don't know. It just never saw. Them. Shit, number one should have been Al Pacino movies because <laughs> you wouldn't be able to name them. The, the <laughs> I, I tell you a funny story about the Al Pacino movie, Any Given Sunday. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we, uh, every every Christmas, whenever we were growing up, I mean, when I moved here, my, my wife got, I got married and everything, and her whole family's here. But, like, there's 20 of us. Got to go see the movie, you know, on Christmas. What, what are we going to pick? What are we going to do? Well, I, I'd seen a bunch of, you know, girly movies, okay, the mm-hmm. last previous several years. So, any given Sunday is coming out, like December the 23rd. I'm like, hey, man, there's this football movie coming out. Come on, man. Get, get, yeah. Throw us a bone. Like, let, let, let us pick it. It's got Cameron Diaz, Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx, I mean, all these people that everybody's heard of, Lawrence Taylor, all that stuff. Cool J. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, man, it can't be that bad. Come yeah. on, man. It'll be yeah. fun. Like, so I, I look up like 20 minutes into that thing and they're like chainsawing a car in half and there's, there, there's, there's male frontal nudity and I look all the way down the aisle and my wife's grandfather is standing up by the railing and he said, he says to my, my wife's grandmother, come on, sweetheart, let's go. And I'm like, I am never going to hear the end of this. I mean, I, and, and I, I mean, I. And it was a great halftime speech. Dude, it was a great Al Pacino. I mean, he was really good at it. And, and, and but the movie was it was bad. It, Stephen it was, Willie Beeman. I know <laughs> it was not. It was just not good. Oh, so but bad. I mean, I, I have like flashbacks and PTSD yeah. from that from that uh, movie. Yeah, yeah from so Al Pacino. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's true. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> I will say, damn, that's funny though. I will say this: you did win, tied down, and you're untied right now. So, oh, okay, very yeah, good. So you oh, did win. Yeah, good. you've got that. Uh, you didn't lose. Um, congratulations. Uh, work on your geography and your and uh, and we we get a lot of grief about Bozeman because that's where uh, I've seen a lot of Yellowstone lately and they're always talking about Bozeman it was the first thing that came to my head I was not going to guess Helena or whatever Helena Uh, I remember when the I was at Channel 11 Lady Raiders uh, the men played in um, New Jersey or New York uh, when they played St. Joe's uh, yeah Newark 
Yeah, New, New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. And the women, well, they went to, it was funny because Emily was going with the men and Greg Miller went with the women. And it was like, okay, she's going up there. I mean, that's kind of cool for people in Texas to go up to the Northeast, you know. And uh, Greg had to go to uh, Missoula. <laughs> Colder. <laughs> I may never get home. I know. <laughs> and how do I get here? No, he, he goes. First off, yeah, he was trying to do, get travel arrangements. He goes, I, I, "How do you even get? You guys can't even get there." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny, man. But uh, okay, let's talk a little bit about basketball. Okay. Um, first off, usually a summertime can get pretty. It's a downtime for you. It's for all people in sports. A little for a little while, unless you're a baseball like heavy, or whatever. I know recruiting and, and, and a lot of that is keeps you busy, but damn, this summer was pretty busy. <laughs> um, Since before April. we go back to the beginning of basketball, when you start doing basketball on the radio, but talk about the beard situation. How how uh, how how did you find out about it, and what was your day like, or couple of days like? Just give me the you know, let me be in your head for this a little while. Yeah. Um... You know, and that one, uh, it, it's, uh, I don't know, it, it, it's, I'm, I'm still processing the emotions of it. Uh, I took that one, uh, I don't want to say hard. Mm-hmm. That was really close to home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known Chris for, since 2000. And so all his time as an assistant, we got really close um, when he was working with Knight. And mm-hmm. he was kind of the guy that, wanted to deal with me and I wanted to deal with him and so I didn't ever have to deal with Coach Knight. Right. I was just like dealt with Pat and, and Beard. I mean yeah. so much so that when Pat got the job and I wasn't even doing radio yet at the time, Pat and Beard would call me up and be like, Hey man, you wanna go on the road trip? You know, like you want to get on the plane yeah. and just go and I'm like, sure. And I would just kinda go. Right. Um, and that's where you don't cross that's where you get into the personal stuff. Yep. And you that's stuff you can't talk about. And that, yeah. they know that. That's that trust point you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. And, and just because they knew I liked basketball a lot yeah. and I had their best interest in mind right. and I enjoyed that. Um and I I I was one of the first people that found out that Pat had been fired uh because Beard left the or got a call after Pat left the president's office and it was like, Hey man, they let us go and like and then it then twenty minutes later it's like all over everywhere, um, and then he came back here as uh, you know coached against Tubby uh, for an exhibition game I think it was no no it wasn't it was Arkansas Little Rock is who it was it was right right before Christmas mm-hmm. and Tech beat him it was the one year he was at Little Rock and which we would know and then the year later he would be yeah, here yeah. but I, I I'm sitting there at a Mexican food restaurant with my parents in Fort Worth because that was a day game and I immediately got on a plane and flew home he texted me and said hey man really good to see you our paths will cross again soon and I never thought about it and I'm like you know wish you well whatever yeah. and I remember being we went up you know Tubby took us to the tournament that year and we were sitting there in Raleigh North Carolina and we lost to Butler and it just didn't play well, and like you're out. But we were so thrilled to be in the tournament. Yeah. But we were in the airport waiting for the NCAA to send the plane so we could fly home, and we're all sitting there watching Arkansas Little Rock play Purdue, and they're they're about to pull this thing off, and they they pull off the upset. We're all rooting for him, um, and and I and I'll never forget either being in Morgantown, West Virginia, about two months prior to that, and Kirby Hoka says to me. Just in passing, in general passing. Was he AD at the uh, at Kirby Hogan? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was AD yeah. at the time. Yeah. And he says in passing to me, "Hey man, do you know do you know Chris Beard very well at all?" And I said, "Yeah, I, I do." Um, and he said, 
he goes, what do you think about him? I was like, great guy, you know, yeah. great guy. And he's like, okay, I just, I just curious. And then, and then it's just funny how life works and right. how the world works. But so to, to modern, modernize it whenever, uh, or to update it, I should say, whenever Tubby left, I texted Beard that night and everybody was kind of freaking out, like, what are we going to do and all that? Because Tubby, I mean, we, we were terrible, right? And then he got here, and it was respectable. Yeah. And we beat five ranked teams in a row that year yeah. and, and all that. And I keep saying we. I mean, I'm, I'm the broadcaster well, in this, in yeah. this role. I know. I did the same thing. And so um, – but I texted Chris, and I said, hey, man, you ready to come home? And he's like, dude, they better hurry up. I'm like basically locked up in a hotel room up here at UNLV because he's just taking the job. And he's like, the president's wanting to talk to me. And he's like, man, the people there need to speed this thing up. I can't like hold them off for for too long, whatever. He'd already had a press conference, hadn't he? Oh, yeah. He'd been on the job for two or three weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For two or three weeks. And apparently, I don't know this for a fact, but apparently before he took that job, he he asked everybody here, hey, is Tubby going to be there? Because if he's not – I need to know. Yeah. You know, he was asking pertinent people around here about that. But, you know, at the time, nobody thought anything different that Tubby was going to – and it turned out that was a really bad hire by Memphis. And I love Coach Smith. Right. Coach Smith sat two rows behind me at the Final Four in uh, in Minneapolis, yeah. and he's watching the school that he just, yeah. you know, used to coach, play for the <laughs> national championship, and play for the, in the semifinals and all that stuff. It's just wild how the, yeah. the world works. But to catch you up, I mean, that – how I find out was – I saw it on Twitter, like everybody else. Um, about 30 minutes after that, he tried to call me. Um, I was not prepared to answer that call. Yeah. I didn't want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, my emotions were all over the place. Because again, man, I, I've been up and down the road with him. Right. It's a personal. It friends. was it's personal, personal yeah. and I hate Texas. Yeah, and like, and I get it. I get the job. People are allowed to go work for whoever they want to. Yeah. I, I was just not prepared to like ready to talk to him at that time he tried to call me later um he tried to call me a few days later and i just i didn't answer and i regret that i think i think that was probably the wrong choice i don't like goodbyes yeah Uh, that's hard for me i was upset i was uh mad um you know it's a range of yeah yeah and i and i wasn't ready to do all that um but I do regret it. We exchanged texts Easter morning. I initiated it, and that was my – and he sent me something long back, which I appreciated. I have texted him since. Um, he has not responded, and that's yeah. kind of where it's at. Okay. But it uh, – yeah, I'm, I'm still and, – and, you know, it, it, this is going to be real – I'm curious how this season looks. I'll obviously, as a broadcaster, go to Austin, and they will come here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Chris will ever like want to talk to me anymore, yeah. or you, you know, like I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that. But yeah. it's somebody I've known a long time, and I've kind of watched his. But I, I don't, I don't know, you yeah. know. So, th- yeah, to answer your question, that that was uh, that that was I've never been through one like that. Yeah, you know, and I was really uh-huh. close to Cliff, and when Cliff got let go, we exchanged texts the day of. And and I you know and I knew Cliff was going to be fine. This one was different. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very personal. And again, Chris is allowed to go work for whoever he wants sure. to, man. And and it turns out right now with the way this realignment of conference stuff, I mean, he's sitting pretty. I mean, yeah. I, and I get all that, yeah. but I just but but this is where I live, and this is where I work, and this is these are the people that I worry about, and I'm not worried about that anymore. Yep. Like and so, 
you know, so anyway, yeah, I, yeah. I've taken you through the gamut. Yeah, Sorry. that's and that man, that no, that's uh, that's relatable, and I, I can completely understand yeah. where you're coming from. You know, because I mean, on a much smaller, smaller scale, that's the same thing with a- Avery Benson. I mean, I, I mean, you know, Avery Benson. I've shared shared beers together a lot of times. You know, and 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 uh, Christmases and Thanksgivings and stuff. And you know, it's kind of like really go there, like what, what you know. But at the same time, I get it, and but it's like I said, that's a much what's a smaller scale minuscule compared to coach beard but um man that's just hard if we're a broadcaster it almost makes you like uh uh it makes you not want to get to know people sometimes because <laughs> you don't because you know they're probably going to leave or they're probably going to upset you at some point or they're going to do something wrong and then it's it's out in front of everybody mm-hmm. and then people want to ask you you know and that's hard and i and it's especially you love the red raiders and you love tech too the university i and, wish yeah I wish that I did not have that, uh, I mean, in some cases, to what you just said, like, I wish, you know, like, it makes you not want to get to know people. I wish that I was wired that way sometimes. That's not how I was raised. That's not how I'm wired. Um, And, and, you know, when you do what we do, you see people, I mean, just this is the facts. You see people at their absolute highest and their peaks, and you see them at their absolute worst. Yep. And there's not a lot of in between, but you, you, you connect, you know, going up and down the road and you're on these long road trips, you're stuck in hotels with each other for hours at a time, or you're like riding the wave on the recruiting trail in the off season or whatever. And you, and you, you, you get in the cusp of almost being let go or fired, or you get hired and there's just all kinds of emotions, but it's just impossible not to connect with people on a personal level. And and I think it makes you, because I know I know people in our in the business that you're in that want to keep everything professional and don't ever cross a line. And I think that's, man, I think you're doing a better job if you try to you know get yeah. to know everybody on everybody and, and be like I'm the same way. I try to get to know everybody and you know. But man, that's just a. Uh, I know you're on a times crunch, so I, I want. No, we're good, uh, man. Uh, yeah, um, we're good. Uh, I want to. I'll talk about that and Coach Beard, but let's talk about uh, basketball. When you first started, uh, I know that was it. Uh, you you filled in for Andy Ellis, uh, as the, <laughs> uh, and I love Andy. I coached with Andy at, Andy at Trinity, yeah, um, and he, he was awesome on the radio. But uh, were you? Do you feel like you could jump right in and do that? I mean, because basketball is a different animal, and it's a whole different animal when it comes to broadcasting. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It uh, so I. Uh, Andy, I think it had gotten. I'm trying to remember how he exited, or he he maybe just got married to Alicia, and mm-hmm. they were gonna. He was gonna move out of town. Whether they move into Plainview, or I can't remember what they yeah. were doing at Wayland. Oh, I can't yeah. remember. How, but he and I went to go to lunch one day, and I said, uh, "I said, hey man, give me some advice." And he's like, "Dude, did just ask for his, like a roster. Just show up, ask for a roster, and then make sure you have a pen with you, and just say what you see." Yeah. I'm like that's it, <laughs> and uh, that was Andy's way of doing things. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Andy had a way of uh, he, you know, like that. And so when he told me that, I'm like, well, okay, my brain doesn't work that way, right? Like that's not the way I prepare for my radio show. And so now, man, I've got these spotting boards. You try to oh, talk yeah. to as many people as you can before a game. I've, I'm, I'm like operating out of fear in that. 
I don't want to be the guy that doesn't know. And, and in some games, very clearly, based on time in between, you're you're much more prepared than the others. Yep. That's just the way it works, especially when football and basketball is going on at the same time. But that was my that was his intro to me on how to do this job. <laughs> and uh, you know, and and it's fun because doing some TV now. We do I do some TV with John Harris. Those roles are completely opposite too. Know, when you're crazy. the radio color guy or when you're the TV color guy, those are completely opposite. And I had to kind of learn and I'm not great at it, but I try on on exactly what each is asking you to do. Yes. And so because you're almost in charge on TV and I'm like I got the John Harris next to me who's a pros pro. Yes, and, oh, is, and as prepared as anybody as I've ever been around at everything, and he's got the voice and the look, and he's done it for thirty plus years. And Ooh. I'm like, you oh. want me to talk more? Ooh, <laughs> oh no, oh, no. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, and, yeah. And we're working with Haney or Haxton or whoever. It's their show. Like I'm just there. Like right. if you need me, I'm here, man. And I'll try to talk during free throws or you sure. know whatever. But um, it, that I, I thoroughly enjoy that yeah. uh, doing basketball, and it's been fun to watch the success because I've unfortunately been part of some seasons that yeah. were it wasn't fun. Yeah, and like you're getting on an airplane for a road trip, and you're like. We have no chance to win this game. Yep. I'm not sure if everybody's even wanting to win it. They're just here. Um, and it's just like you were the worst Power 5 program that there was. You know? And like, and, and that first year that I did it was Chris Walker's interim year. Billy Gillespie had like oh, yeah. kind of – I was supposed to work for Coach Gillespie. And yeah. he had kind of been a part of wanting to, me to do it. And I'm like, sure, man, I would, I would really enjoy that. Learn, feel like I could learn some stuff and this and that. And then like that September – you know, we're August or September. It was this Mayo Clinic thing. Oh, I was yeah. just like, and so I'm like, well, this is, this is interesting. Yeah. Nobody told me about this. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. So well, yeah, that's true. It's funny. I have a personal history with Gillespie, and it's crazy. Like I was, uh, I got a scholarship to do uh, broadcasting at South Plains College, and I was, I, I tried out for it. I had to audition for it, and it wasn't a full. It was just a you know, I mean, you know, small scholarship, but. I was under some responsibilities when I got that for the media department. And if I wouldn't have gotten that, I was going to Middle Tennessee State because they had the best program in the nation at the time. The Blue Moccasins? The, the Blue Raiders. Dude. Oh, Blue Raiders. I was yeah. close. I was yeah, close. It's the Red Raiders and the Blue <laughs> But, hey, do you know what? Blue Moccasins. I like that. I don't know, that, I don't know where that came from. I don't know dude, where that's that. nice. <laughs> I don't know why I that said that. That sounds like the name of my next fantasy football team right there, boys. The Blue Moccasins. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, uh Coach Gillespie was assistant at South Plains when I was there. And a lot of times, John Scanlon was the head coach, and he wouldn't want to do anything. And I wanted to do a Texan sports show every week, like a, just a sit-down, like a, a one-on-one interview. I built, I decorated the studio and everything, and um, he would come over and do it. And then after my two years at South Plains, I went on to Tech, and he moved to uh, New Mexico Junior College. And one day my mom calls me at my apartment. She goes, hey, I got a message on the, vo- on the answering machine, and it's from a coach. And I just think you need to come here. It sounds important. So I drove to Wolford to my parents' house, hit play on it. And he's like, Ty, this is Coach Gillespie. Uh, hey, can you call me back at my office? I'm at New Mexico. He gave me the number. And I was like, wow, okay. Called him. He goes, how'd you get that sports show at South Plains? Because we need to do something like that here at New Mexico Junior College. And I went, oh. It was just up to me, I coach. I just did it because I. They told me I had to produce something for their TV station, and I go just. He goes, so you just did that. That wasn't already there. And I go, no. He goes, 
well, son of a bitch. He was like, oh, we got to do something out here. This is bad. And I was like, okay, dude, he goes to UTEP. I don't know how he has my number. Calls me again. He goes, hey, I want to know how you did that. Their, their media department doesn't want to do like a show. I want to do a show. I said, Coach Gillespie, I'll talk to him twice. I said, Coach, I don't know. What do you, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and it, it's just, it only aired in Leveland. It was like a little, just a, a little t- but he saw it. Yeah, and it went, oh, but he was on it. I would yeah, have him on, you know. Yeah. And, but uh, anyway, whenever he got to Lubbock, I was like, well, when he got when he went to Kentucky, I was like, dude, I hope he calls me. <laughs> like, yeah, Big Blue they, Nation. I think they've got something there, but I'm just, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And probably they ain't him, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So That's... anyway, that was, uh, that was my um, – um, that was my brush with Coach Gillespie, and oh, well, but. I mean, it, you know, when he was hired, everybody—it was well, a no-brainer. It was awesome. so it's what everybody wanted, it's and then like I, I never would have thought. Oh man, um, I mean, what a what a train wreck. he had I, the, the first year here. I was doing a radio remote on Christmas Eve, and it was probably twenty degrees outside. And I was sitting with a, another guy, and we were at the United on 50th and Avenue Q. And Coach Gillespie wanted – it was so the players were gone already. We'd already played our last game right before the break. And then they were just going to be at four or five days off, and they were going to have to come back like on Christmas, like the day after Christmas. They'll play the 28th, 29th. But he wants to give away turkeys, okay? Mm-hmm. And he's, he's going to come out there, and he wants to literally give away turkeys. And he's got like baggy jeans on loafers no socks and this kind of like leather jacket and it, it's not built for warmth it's just kind of like this leather jacket and i mean i, I have gloves yeah. and and whatever and his nose starts running and i'm sitting there and it like i swear that it almost like froze and he doesn't even know but he uh i, I did appreciate it because yeah. some dude showed up in a i think it was he was either ut or ou some jacket and he was like Man, what are you? Why are you showing up in that? You know, yeah. and he gave him a turkey anyway. Yeah, you know, as the Texas yeah. Tech men's basketball coach. Right. But I, I always, and then I just, it's just so weird. His, yeah. and, and now he's back coaching like at Tarleton, yeah. and I mean, you know, and the, was it Ranger? And it's like the, he's had this career arc of like oh JCs, and then with the highest point you yeah. could be, and now back yeah. at, at kind of where he started. It's it sounds just wild. Like, yeah, it sounds like a, a regular work week for me. It's just like here to there, and <laughs> oh shit, this is going to end bad. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of dude, I just I have to tell this story because you know this guy Nick Hanslet. All right, he's yes. one of my good buddies. Well, he went to school at Friendship, but we have become really good friends. We went uh, when he was at Tech. We went pig hunting uh south of lubbock and we're in a blind and i'm telling you the high that day was nine or ten degrees and we did that bother us no we still going so we still go and we're sitting in this blind and i'm telling you around chris this was the coldest i've ever been and i looked over he's sitting right next to me we're in this two-man blind we're sitting there and i looked over to him he looked over at me and yeah he goes uh hey do i have frozen snot hanging from my nose like you just said and i go Yes, yeah. and he goes. So do you. <laughs> <laughs> I like me some hands, yeah, look, man. Too, he yeah. he always tries to. Uh, every time I shake hands with him, I feel like <laughs> I the feel worst like, move ever. <laughs> I feel like he's gonna break my hand. Like, is he trying to do that? Uh, I, I don't but know. It, he's got the strongest handshake Dude, I've ever. Yeah, and screw I, and that. I say that as a it's a compliment. Yes, yeah, it, it's yes. a compliment. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I avoid that at all costs. I learned that a long time ago. I yeah. mean, my gosh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like. 
I yeah. try to grip back and I'm like, that, yeah. like, but if he gets you before you get him, it's <laughs> over. That, it's yeah, over exactly. he's got my life is in his hands. <laughs> oh man! But basketball, dude, I, I, lo- I love that sport, man. Yeah, just it's so, it's so great. Yeah, man. yeah. I know it's a greatest. Um, I don't know. I just man, my nephews were were good. My niece Kennedy was good. My Zyler was good. Jet was really good. True was really good. And I mean, and I played. I have a background in it. But it is. It's such a good sport to... You're in the record books at Friendship High School. Yeah, I am. Yeah. The pit. <laughs> you're talking... I don't know. Dude, you're the big lob. I want you to know that, but I mean, right here, I'm, I don't know. I'm the big sub. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Sub yeah, that's... First. <laughs> they call me the big sub. <laughs> so, but it, it, I love that sport, man. And it's fun to call on radio. I do like that. And, and to kind of look at it from a uh, broadcast standpoint, you know. But, but when you talk about... Radio and television. See, now when Donnie and I do shallow water football, we've been doing shallow water football for three years now on, on the radio. And this year it's all going to be virtual on, on you know, it won't, you won't, we won't have a radio. Streamed. It's going to be streamed. Okay. Video. So it, that flips the switch and flips the game completely uh, whenever people are watching it versus listening to it. So uh, it's a lot different. It's I a know, lot different. I don't, I don't, I'll be honest with you. I, it, it, uh, they do this thing with Learfield's doing this thing now to where it's called behind the mic and they just basically, you know, cause I'm at my radio show every day. They put a camera on us. We're on TV. Yeah. I, I forget that it's there. I know. I love watching you though. Cause oh. I'm like, dude, you're looking at, sometimes you look at Aaron Dickens and you're like, <laughs> Hey, yeah. And then sometimes he's asking you a question and I, I, you're on your phone. And it's like, dude, I want nothing to do with whatever the hell you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right and, and yeah. I and I'm that's unprofessional on my part. No, no, I, but like that's it. The, I love it though. That's the back and forth of doing a daily radio show. Yeah, but the behind the mic thing on the broadcast now for football, I don't have to worry about it because I'm not on the field. But like they uh, they're putting a microphone right in front of us or, or a camera right in front of us in these basketball games, and the quarters are pretty tight. Yeah. Depending on what gym you're at, no, yeah, no doubt, and and you know it's a lot more emotional in that sport because the games are mostly close, mm-hmm. and like the officiating can change it. Yep, and like I don't, I I wish that wasn't the case, but there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So I have to, I have to learn to <laughs> maybe more buttoned up than I usually would because I get a little more, <laughs> I get a little more emotional with that deal. Yeah, because you have to ride the ebbs and flows of sure. the, the way the game. Yeah, goes, you do. Man. I do, and I and I can't stand it. I had a hard time with that too. Whenever calling basketball it was the official, you're just like, man, it's that's. That's a terrible call. Yeah, like you don't know the rule, man. Like you, you don't. You literally, you know, you don't know the rule. Uh, at the final four, it's just because I want to. I don't want to keep you going too long. Uh, I want you to just, man, that year, unbelievable, right? And that 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 season, but the first round of the tournament, I was there in Tulsa. I went to Tulsa, and uh, um, okay, who do we play? Some Iowa, something. No, Iowa. we played uh, Buffalo. Was the second round oh, game, bu- and they were they were really good. And yeah, then we Buff- played like Eastern Kentucky. I think was the yeah, first something one. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was. I mean. It, it was fun to watch because, I mean, Avery got in the game and it was just like, he, that was cool for me. But, you know, it was what we needed to do. Just go there and whoop ass and leave. And it was fun. I got to be a part of that. But, damn, how cool was that experience for you, man? Just to be able to, ah. Well, you know, I, mean, I, I would say going the year before, I was like, okay. To the lead eight, yeah. What, what, but going to Dallas. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, it can't be, like, this is the pinnacle, man. Yep. Like, you're, 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 you're good. You're relevant. You have a great seed, 
they've basically given you a home game in front of your in the middle of your largest alumni base at this NBA arena. I was like, it doesn't get any better than this. And then you just you, you put tons of people in there. Mm-hmm. And when when you you know when Zaire Smith catches that alley oop and you get the Florida game, well that one too. Oh, that, oh, that, oh yeah, but I'm yeah, that was yeah. against SFA. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just like, and the place is just going nuts, and you're like. I mean, I, I could die now, and like yeah. I'm, I'm good, man. I'm like, I'm. This is, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, because there, I get, you know, those of us that do this stuff, you get immune to some of the juice that you're used to, mm-hmm. like when your arm hairs stand up, and you're like, this is great, because there's a lot of grind with what we do, right? Oh, a lot of prep, a lot of losses. A lot of not fun, a lot of trying to get to the end of a game because your team's not doing well, whatever. And you want to get home to your family, too. Well, yeah, that, too. It's it's your job, so. But, I mean, when those those games were happening, I was like, this is incredible. And then it's like, you know, you end up going to Boston – yeah. And you beat you beat Purdue, and you play Villanova, and Miles Bridges, and Jalen Brunson. All these guys that are in the NBA now, and they they beat you. But I'm like I'm sitting there walking in, and like I'm looking at Kyrie Irving's locker yeah. and the Celtics. Play. I mean, like I was like, <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah, it is, and like eating lobster rolls. I mean, like I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. But yeah. then the next year to come back and to like do the whole Anaheim thing mm-hmm. after the Tulsa weekend. And going to Disneyland and like mm-hmm. just, I mean, in the Final Four, it's like peak, you know. I mean, the only thing that would eclipse it or be on par is if you like ever made it to the college football playoff. That just seems so unrealistic, though. Yeah. Because it's the select group of yeah. schools going the same year. Yep. But the the Final Four, man, I mean, I could sit here and we should do a whole podcast. Oh, well, yeah, it could time. be a whole two hours. Yeah, exactly. Well, but, but I mean, I knew that it was different whenever you get there and they're, they've assigned you like an FBI agent. So there's an FBI agent, basically like somebody with like the FBI that's assigned to your team, and he's going to be with your contingent the whole time you're there. And we have so we show up to the to the the hotel, and they've given each team at whatever hotel they're at, like you get two floors, and there's a security guard waiting on the elevator with your picture and like you know if you're if you're not on the picture like okay you get and they took every phone out of every player's room there was no phone because so that nobody can get to you yeah nobody can get to you oh my god and like you're you know there's people like for these players there's people at every turn out there with balls and sharpies and everything Mm -hmm. like sign my stuff man sign my stuff and like they're gonna go sell them or whatever but like we'd have to get our bags every time to and from the arena Three different kinds of dogs would have to sniff. Like you got explosive dog, a drug dog, and then like a whatever. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of stuff just to be able to. I just want to take my backpack, man. It's got my like yeah. notebook. That's it. I swear. <laughs> you know, there's a granola bar and a pen in there. And but, whatever I can steal from the arena, like yes. whatever food that they can give me, I'm gonna stuff my back. But know? I mean, I mean, it, that whole that whole experience was just crazy. Like, man. It was it was wild. That is wild. Yeah. Unreal. Seventy two thousand people, man. Yeah. I mean, it just. You I know. mean, yeah. That's not like. It's not like doing a football game in, in El Paso or something, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, and it'll spoil you quick yeah, because they yeah. they bend over backwards taking care of you, but you just don't forget where you came from. Oh, and man. like, I mean, and, and you're, crazy, you're you're man. right when you're at you're at Shallow Water or Friendship yeah. or Cooper High School, wherever you are, and you're like, man, you know, because it's all about the sports, man, yeah. and like these kids, yeah. you know, trying to and these coaches and everybody and the fan bases and. All that stuff, but man, that that was an experience that I will never forget. Unbelievable, man! Yeah. It was awesome. I, I mean, and the fact that I just would watch it, and I love tech basketball because 
since the time I was in, well, before I went to Tech, but, you know, Dallas Grimes and I, who's the superintendent out at Roosevelt, he's my, was my roommate for all six years that I got my four-year degree. He was my roommate and at Tech and, uh, and oh, South Plains in Tech, but my, one of my best friends in, in the world at, and growing up at Friendship, too. I mean, he's just, but he's, he does a great job out at Roosevelt, but dude, when, when Darvin Ham broke the backboard, yeah. right? We... North we, and against it, North, versus North, North Carolina, yeah, and they yeah. were in. Uh, geez, they were they were yeah. in one of the Carolinas, I think. Yeah, and I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember where it was exactly. But when he broke the backboard, um, that that next day, Dallas and I were like, dude, we're going. We got it. So we got we scrounged up every penny we could get, and we went to Atlanta, and, Georgetown. Yeah, and we watched Iverson, and uh, and uh, then then you know, but yeah, that, I was just. I've been in it since then, you know what I mean? And it's like going through some of those lean years and all that. But, man, what a fun time that was. And to, just to have us go to that link. And you can look over in my corner right over there. My, I have a bunch of VCR, VCR tapes. VHS tapes? Well, I have a VCR player still. So, But <laughs> my, ever since I was a kid, man, I'm talking like seven. You know, my mom, I had my mom. I couldn't stay up that late on Monday night, but she had to record one shining moment for me. And I still have all of them over there from every year on VHS tape. And uh, so the first thing, I couldn't wait to get up in the morning. Because I could get, I could watch the rest of the full game. She let that mom and dad will let me stay up that late. But then after that, it was bedtime. About ten thirty-five or yeah. something. on and that And I Monday wanted night. to watch it so bad. Yeah. And then you know, and finally to be like, dude, this is one shining. This is this is it. Or, 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 or you know, text doing it. So, and I and I the, the one moment I had that like broke my heart, and I'll never forget it. When in like Jeff Hax and I were sitting there, and and you, you know. If you remember the game, there's a point there toward the end where you think, this is about to happen. Norris makes those free throws like, this is about to happen. And then, you know, it gets away from you and they hit a shot and go to overtime and all that stuff. Well, the confetti starts coming down and I'm like dealing with, I'm trying to be professional. I'm dealing with my like tech alumni emotions. Right. And like your connection with all these kids and these coaches. And so Haxton who hadn't, hadn't been here for too long, but he's kind of wanting to do a lengthy post-game show and sign off. And I was like, hey, man, yeah. I've said all I need to say, you know, I, during a break. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and take off. And he's like, do you mind? And he's like, no, man, get out of here. I get it. Yeah. And I get back to the locker room, and Brandon Francis is the first person I saw. And he looks at me and he says, I'm so sorry we didn't get that done for for you know people like you whatever and I mean I was like man I got some of my I had to turn around and I'm like are you kidding me like like you're you're telling me you're sorry yeah I'm like I just wanted to hug him man and like be like dude you don't understand the ride you just took this whole city and region and alumni fan base on no doubt and and he's still a guy that I just have so much respect for I love how he played on the court man yeah and he played he had the best game of anybody in the championship. He did. He played great, man. Yeah, we don't have those. I think it was 16 or 18 points. We don't have those, and we, we were screwed. <laughs> yeah, man. And I was like, I, you know, I'd always be at some local watering hole watching the games and with my buddies that we watch all the time. And when Brandon would score, you know, I'd be like, people say Brandon, but the mama call him Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how he's, and he's got some swag. He had some drip. Oh, man. Love but he had the hustle. Game, he, he had the relationship. But he had the game to, to back it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely, definitely. Who was the, who was the best media savvy player through that era, like th- that's coming off of that, uh, that you enjoyed talking to, that you knew was going to be, um, well, if you could, if you could pick, pick one out, I mean, like in the, and of those two teams or something, is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, or yeah, like, whatever. I mean, just yeah, uh, you know, who, that, who, who, who's the best? Who did you enjoy 
either getting to know or interviewing on the air? Probably. Well, that that final four year, it was probably either Matt or Tariq. Yeah. And it, and the reason why was is because. You know, the easy answer is Jarrett, but oh, I knew Jarrett. And he's, but he's kind of quiet. Right. He's That's not really he, – he was very quiet and unassuming and just kind of that wasn't his thing. But I, I, I loved watching this whole thing and getting to know Matt and Tariq because, one, they appreciated it so much because of where they had been and yeah. come from. They're like – Oh my gosh! The way y'all do it here, or these fans here, like yep. well, I'm not used to this. But two, they were some of the biggest reasons why it was all happening. Absolutely. And so, and that's why they're, they're they they'll yep. never have to buy a drink around here no, never. anymore ever again. But I, I thoroughly and they're they're two very different people, but they're very they're like really good friends now. Yeah. And watching that all happen and like that that was yeah. fascinating to me. Just yeah. the human element there because i remember sitting there you know like you go up there on a game day for a home game in december and school's out these kids all they're just like professional basketball players at that point because they're just waiting to practice waiting to eat waiting to hang out let's go bowling whatever the team has got and so you sit around with them a lot on a go up there for shoot around at two o'clock eat pregame meal at three you're not going to play till seven well i mean between three and seven or warm-up start at at six o'clock so they're just kind of hanging around and you get to really kind of talk to them and know them and he'd be like dude man I can't believe how how well they feed us here, or like my at Syracuse or at, at wherever I was, St. John's or St. Yeah, John's. Yeah. Yes, it was my bad. Yeah. He he would be like, man, you know they wouldn't weigh us, and I'd lose all this weight during the season. But here, man, it's just and so I I, I was like, well, this is cool to yeah. hear that he's really enjoying his experience here in Lubbock and at Texas Tech and, <laughs> never thought and all this. Of that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then when he hurt his ankle, oh, man. you know, yeah. A, but but oh, I mean, th- those were two guys. I, I really enjoyed Keenan. Yeah. Because he was a he was a huge reason why this whole thing is doing what it is because he didn't hurt his toe in Waco, Texas in that conference game. He's conference player of the year. Um we we probably are differently you know, we're seated differently than we were in the tournament that year. Uh we probably win the conference championship, uh, but you know, he hurt his toe and we just and they were giving they'd give him a shot. And it would only last for like 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. So they were trying to determine, do we give it to him before the game? And he can only go for the first half, and then the second half he limps on it? Or do we try to get him through the first half, and then we give it to him at halftime, and he's good in clutch time? I mean, a shot right into his toe. And he was okay with it, and there's no there's yeah. no risk of long-term damage or right. anything. But I really felt for him, but I thoroughly, he was a stud. Yeah. Stud. Oh, you know how many times I said it this last basketball season? I've told, oh, would, you know, I could talk basketball with all of my buddies that I, you know, watch games with and like Jeremy and Lowe and all those guys that really watch it and understand the game. And uh, I was like, man, I'd give anything to have a Keenan Evans on this team because we just needed that guy that could score. That would just, but it had to be this, like, but Keenan was a stud. But, you know, we just needed a guy we could depend on. But he, to, he always to, wasn't a stud. That's the, that's the, that yeah. was the fun part. Yeah. He was the, always a, a good player, relevant. But, yeah. like, he turned himself into yeah. one of the best players in college basketball yeah. because he could finish at the rim, one. And, two, he could get to the free throw line whenever he wanted to. Yeah. Like, I, I'm going to make you <laughs> – you're going to foul me yeah. because I'm good with my, my handles yeah. and, like, my, my leverage, and I'm going to play the pick and roll, and, like, you're going to yeah. foul me. And he, would, he would make a – he would, he would foul Find a way. Yep. He's a guy that would find a way. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is I talk about another tech athlete that I got to know at Friendship, and I thought just his story was amazing. He's just – and he ended up playing at Tech, but – and he never played a down at Friendship with Seth Deggie. And, I mean, dude, you, you're talking about a guy that's just – his demeanor and how respectful and how just on point he was with everything he did and the fact that he never stopped. And, dude, I mean, he was just a good dude. And, and he – 
when he went to Tech, and he, he was awesome at Tech. I thought he would play great, and you know he was thrown into some bad, you know, with Tuberville coming in and whatever. But I just thought, man, it just I look at him and I was like, dude, that's a guy that tore his ACL his junior year, never played. Tore his ACL his senior year, never played. Tech still honored it, and he came and he did what he had to do, and he was. He was, dude. He was successful. He was pretty good. Yeah. Well, he no, he was really good. Yeah. He was very, very underrated, and like we got spoiled with some of the numbers that we would see. Yeah. And his brother Jarrett, who's the starter at West Virginia mm-hmm. now, but his parents, you know, Randy and, and Melinda are some of the sweetest people. Love them. Uh, you'll ever meet. Yeah. You know, Ra- Randy is like somebody that I got to know way before Seth was. He was still at uh, oh, Crane. Uh, Crane. Yeah. Was, yeah. I couldn't remember that where they were. Tiny Crane, <laughs> yes, Texas. A little bit, yep. And I got to know Randy really well. And when I knew kind of tech was starting to show some interest. And you remember Bront Bird? Yeah. Okay. So I think that was Safety, the story. But yeah. Been, yeah from middle of Odessa. Yeah. But I think that was the story is that uh, Bront was, he wasn't, they weren't labeling him as a position, or whatever, at this camp. And Seth's, you know, he just threw to Bront over and over again. And like by the end of the camp, tech was like, yeah. Offer. Yeah. You know, like no doubt. Uh, we're yep. doing this. And then yep. it broke because I got to know him and I'm like, man, this is great. This kid's here in town. He's going to play quarterback. And yeah. Great kid. And we, that was, you know, and, and there wasn't a lot of high school film out there in the world yet because this has been, what is that, 09, 010 or 2010 ish? Uh, yeah. Or is right it, that, or yeah. I'm well, trying to remember when he, I think when he, he's, because he played when he was, it was like 11, 12 ish. I'm trying to remember like the high school yeah. years whenever. Yeah. But, but he, but there was, right. there was video like out 08. there. Okay, yeah, there's yeah, but, video but it's all there. crane and it's all seven on seven. But we were getting excited yeah. about it, but, but we hadn't really seen a lot of film and, yeah. all, and he was getting some pub yeah. and all that stuff. But he's a sweet kid, man, yeah. and now uh, helping old Graham out there know, at, at USC in the yeah, left coast. Thank you. And as funny as I remember that summer before his senior year, he committed to tech and all that. But uh, you called me and you go, Hey, are you going to um, the state championship for seven on seven? And I said, In College Station. And I go, Yes, I am. You go, Dude, will you write just to give us a synopsis or just whatever, just for the? And I was like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and I'm out there. I'm thinking I'm all working, and I'm like, dude. And I would submit it to you. And you're like, oh, thanks, man. That's awesome. And I look at, it, and I spelled things wrong. I was like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> so, but um, we probably edited it okay. If uh, you probably something. did. Yeah. yeah, you probably did. And that's, I'm just like, what? I mean, just. You know, That's the way it works, though, in our yeah. business. Though yeah. you 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 rely on it goes yeah. back to relationships and mm-hmm. trust. Mm-hmm. Who do you trust? Who 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 are you going to take care of? Who who do you know? Um, you know all those kinds of things. Yeah. But yeah, well, that was that's a great example. Y'all had me like, on the show, you and Robert, uh, you you and Robert Gervetti. When y'all just wanted to talk about the friendship recruits because there was like five guys that were going to you know well, potentially Ryan uh, Ryan Halliburton, yep, and, Halliburton, and, uh, and uh, who man he's and now he dude he's an Air Force pilot. But I mean he's he's awesome, and so. Uh, and then Aaron Wamper could play, and then Rocco Connor, and then you had Seth and Nick Hanslick, who were all were, you know, and and Mason Walters, who was just a sophomore at the time. But I mean, Offensive there was a lineman. bunch of yeah, yeah, a bunch of guys that were, and y'all had me in the studio, dude, and I thought I was hot shit, boy. I was like, damn, <laughs> son, I'm in the studio today, boy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but Chris, I, I don't want to take more of your time. It's already been an hour and a half. So, but dude, how long are all these? Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't. I'll go as long or I mean, um, my record. You know what yeah. my record is? Yeah. Donnie Hart and I are both long-winded. Uh, two weeks ago, we went 240. Oh, my. <laughs> that was my it was my Scorsese uh, picture. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, you had to have an intermission on that one. Um, usually about an hour, hour and a half, somewhere okay. in there. But I look okay. down, and we're at 134 right now. Okay. I've gone to over two hours a couple times. So, <laughs> I mean, it ain't nothing. Do you get any, like, too long didn't read complaints, or do people listen all the way through? You know what's funny? I was doing a contest for uh, 
like I mean, one the first one over two hours. I go if you sit, if you listen to this in one setting, I want to know. Email me or that, dude, and like three people did, and I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you know you can stop yeah, it. Yeah, and then, this right. is a podcast. You're not gonna miss a thing. You can get right back in your car or whatever, man. Just, <laughs> so yeah, uh, but but. Uh, yeah, I don't want to keep you too much longer, man. I know you're you're a busy dude, and you're you're on a, a time schedule today. But I can't thank you enough for being here. You did win Todd down. <laughs> I'm going to use blue moccasins. <laughs> uh, you do. are the big lavalier. <laughs> I want you to know that. And uh, man, you keep doing what you're doing. And as you always say to people, man, and I love. I don't know where it started, but good people, dude, and you're good people. Uh, well, yeah, you are yeah. good people, and uh, that's and I love that about you, man. You've always just been accessible to me. You've always been just I mean, we became friends, but and not didn't see each other. Like when I saw you today, you go, "Dad, I haven't seen him forever." And I was like, "I haven't seen you forever." But it's, dude, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter with you, yeah. man. You're, you're you're a good person, and and uh, I love good people. So well, yeah, and thank I appreciate you. what you do too, because you you, uh, you 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 fight the battles out there in the world with uh, with with people, and mm-hmm. and like you know, there's a lot of craziness out in the world. But like, I always know what I'm getting with you. <laughs> and I like consistency with people, and like you know, cause some people you you know, and you're like, man, right. is he gonna be like the good version or the weird version today? You know, yeah. Uh, and I mean that like in all sincerity, because some people I know, and I just like I can't, I can't be around that. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not good for me. Right. Um, but you're 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 consistently solid, man. man and I appreciate, uh, I appreciate your friendship yeah. too, because we, we've lot. known each other a long time. Yeah, well, it means a lot. Yeah, and, and yeah. We'll, when we'll know each other for a long time, man, Absolutely. Just, we'll keep this going. And, and I'm when, not sure if there's anybody more excited when I found out you were going to be like the sideline guy for friendship back in the day. <laughs> I was that uh, was. Uh, uh, what, 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 when you went into friendship for uh, football? Yeah, when you were doing. I mean, oh, when, when I, I when I found the, out when I found oh. out that you were going to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I man. was like pumped because yeah. I remember you, 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 you. We talked and yeah. you're like, I can't remember what our conversations. I, I think I texted you a couple of times like, hey man, when you do sideline, what is your? I, I was kind of reaching out to you because I didn't know if there were secrets or whatever. And you, you text me like, hey man, just be prepared for weather and you know whatever it is. I think and, I remember telling you to laminate your. And lam- yes, dude. And you know what I do. I, I, I took your advice. I have a, I got a menu cover from one of the menus. You know how the menus come in like a fold out thing, yes. like that, and it's all you can just slide it in. So I don't have to laminate. I just put my sheets in there. And I have a menu that I, I carry around. Awesome. Yeah. I, so, I unfortunately laminate before every game. Well, that's smart though. But either way, because yeah, because once one raindrop comes down and everything bleeds out, and you or don't. Or one, or or you're sitting at a broadcast table and some idiot spills a <laughs> Dr Pepper all over it, and you're like. <laughs> All my work is shot. <laughs> I know. John Harris. John Harris taught me that. Yeah, and I've never forgotten it. And it yep. comes in handy. Yeah, man. Well, I do appreciate you, brother, and, uh, and uh, thank you for coming in and, and on Win, Lose, or Tie. And every day you can listen to you at ninety-seven three double T ninety-seven three. What three to five? Yeah, three three to six or three, three to six thirty, depending yeah. on if the Rangers are on. Oh, or not, I see. Yeah. yeah, and then um, here you on the broadcast, man. Football still. Yeah, football, yeah, football and coming up. Yeah. yeah, basketball coming up, man. You're unbelievable, man. I appreciate you. And there's a lot of people in this town that we depend on you and uh, for our. We trust your information and and um, you're a calming presence for the most part. You know what I mean? And you're the big love, baby. So you know you're the big love here for us. I but, love that. Yeah, well, man. hey, man, you keep hope alive, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> the big love. <laughs> the big love. From the big go. sub. Yes. Yeah. All right, I appreciate Chris Level once again. You can find me on Win, Lose, or Tie at uh, on Instagram and. I think that's going to do it for me. But as I ended all of my phone calls in the 90s, peace.